0: The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 3, The Guillotine, Book 5, Terror, The Order of the Day, Chapter 4, Carmagnole Complète. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by Peter Dan. Book 5, Chapter 4, Carmagnole Complète. Simultaneously with this Toffet black aspect, there unfolds itself another aspect which one may call a Toffet red aspect, the destruction of the Catholic religion, and indeed, for the time being, of religion itself. We saw Rom's new calendar establish its tenth day of rest, and asked what would become of the Christian Sabbath. The calendar is hardly a month old till all this is set at rest. Very singularly, as Mercier observes, last corpus Christi day seventeen ninety two the whole world and sovereign authority itself walked in religious gala with a quite devout air. butcher legendre, supposed to be irreverent, was like to be massacred in his gig as the thing went by. A Gallic and hierarchy and church and church formulas seemed to flourish a little brown-leaved or so, but not browner than of late years or decades to flourish far and wide in the sympathies of an unsophisticated people, defying philosophism, legislature, and the encyclopédie. Far and wide, alas, like a brown-leaved Valombrossa, which waits but one whirlblast of the November wind, and in an hour stands bare. Since that Corpus Christi day, Brunswick has come, and the emigrants, and Lavonde, and eighteen months of time, to all flourishing, especially to brown-leaved flourishing, there comes, were it never so slowly, an end. On the 7th of November, a certain citoyen Paren, curate of the Le Bertrand, writes to the convention that he has all his life been preaching a lie, and is grown weary of doing it. Wherefore, he will now lay down his curacy and stipend, and begs that an august convention would give him something else to live upon, Monsieur honorable, shall we give him or reference to Committee of Finances. Hardly is this got decided when Guscobel, Constitutional Bishop of Paris, with his chapter, with municipal and departmental escort in red nightcaps, makes his appearance to do as Parens has done. Gouscobel will now acknowledge no religion but liberty. Therefore he doffs his priest gear and receives the fraternal embrace to the joy of departmental momoro, of municipal Chaumettes, and Hébert, of Vincent, and the revolutionary army. Chaumette asks, ought there not, in these circumstances, to be among our intercalary days sans breaches, a festival of reason? Proper, surely. Let atheist Maréchal, Lalande and little atheist Nazion rejoice. Let Klutz, speaker of mankind, present to the convention his Evidences of the Mahometan religion, a work evincing the nullity of all religions, with thanks. There shall be universal republic now, thinks Clutes, and one God only, Le Peuple the french nation is of gregarious imitative nature it needed but a fugal motion of this matter and goose driven by municipality and force of circumstances has given one what cure will be behind him of boissy's what bishop behind him of paris Bishop Gregoire, indeed, courageously declines to the sound of, We force no one, let Gregoire consult his conscience, But Protestant and Romish by the hundred, volunteer and assent. From far and near, all through November into December, Till the work is accomplished, come letters of renegation, Come curates who are learning to be carpenters, Curates with their new-wedded nuns. Has not the day of reason dawned very swiftly and become noon? from sequestered townships comes addresses stating plainly though in patois dialect that they will have no more to do with the black animal called cure animal noir appelé cure above all things there comes patriotic gifts of church furniture the remnant of bells except for toxin, descend from their belfries into the national melting pot to make cannon Censers and all sacred vessels are beaten broad. Of silver they are fit for the poverty-stricken mint. Of pewter let them become bullets to shoot the enemies of du genre humain. Dalmatics of plush make breeches for him who has none. Linen stoles will clip into shirts for the defenders of the country. Old clothesmen, Jew or heathen, drive the briskest trade. Chalier's ass-procession at Lyon was but a type of what went on in those same days, in all towns. In all towns and townships, as quick as the guillotine may go, so quick as the axe and the wrench. Sacristries, luterans, ultra-rails are pulled down, the mass-books torn into cartridge-papers. Men dance the carmagnole all night about the bonfire. All highways jingle with metallic priest-tackle beaten broad, sent to the convention, to the poverty-stricken mint. Good Saint de Genevieve's chasse is let down, alas, to be burst open this time and burnt on the Place de Grave. Saint Louis's shirt is burnt. Might not a defender of the country have had it? At Saint Denis, town, no longer Saint Denis, but Franciade. patriotism has been down among the tombs, rummaging. The revolutionary army has taken spoil. This, accordingly, is what the streets of Paris saw. Most of these persons were still drunk with the brandy they had swallowed out of chalices, eating mackerel on the patinas. Mounted on asses which were housed with priest's cloaks, they reined them with priest's stoles. They held clutched with the same hand communion cup and sacred wafer. They stopped at the doors of dram shops, held out ciboriums, and the landlord, stoop in hand, had to fill them thrice next came mules high-laden with crosses chandeliers censers holy-water vessels hyssops recalling to mind the priests of Sibyl, whose panniers filled with the instruments of their worship served at once as storehouse sacristy and temple in such equipage did these profaners advance towards the convention they enter there in an immense train ranged in two rows all masked like mummers in fantastic sacerdotal vestments bearing on hand barrows their heaped plunder cyboriums suns candelabras plates of gold and silver address we do not give for indeed it was in strophe sung viva voce with all the parts danton glooming considerably in his place and demanding that there be prose and decency in future nevertheless the captors of such spolia opima crave not untouched with liquor permission to dance the carmagnole also on the spot whereto an exhilarated convention cannot but accede Nay, several members, continues the exaggerative Mercier, who was not there to witness, being in limbo now, as one of the Dupere's seventy-three, several members, quitting their curule-chairs, took the hand of girls flaunting in priest's vestures, and danced the carmagnole along with them. Such old hallow-tide have they in this year, once named of Grace, 1793 out of which strange fall of formulas, stumbling there in confused welter betrampled by the patriotic dance is it not passing strange to see a new formula arise for the human tongue is not adequate to speak what triviality run distracted there is in human nature black mumbo jumbo of the woods and most indian wow-wows one can understand but this of procureur anaxagoras while i john peter met. We will say only, man is born idol worshipper, sight worshipper, so sensuous imaginative is he, and also partakes much of the nature of the ape. For the same day, while this brave carmagnol dance has hardly jigged itself out, there arrive procureurs sure and municipals, and departmentals, and with them the strangest freightage, a new religion demoiselle candee of the opera a woman fair to look upon when well rouged she borne on palanquins shoulder high with red woollen nightcap in asia mantle garlanded with oak holding in her hand the pike of the jupiter purpler sails in heralded by white young women girt in tricola let the world consider it this so national convention wonder of the universe is our new divinity goddess of reason worthy and alone worthy of revering nay were it too much to ask of an august national representation that it also went with us to the seat of cathedral called of notre dame and executed a few strophes in worship of her President and secretaries give goddess Cande, born at due height round their platform, successively the fraternal kiss, whereupon she, by decree, sails to the right hand of the President and there alights. And now, after due pause and flourishes of oratory, the Convention, gathering its limbs, does get under way in the required procession towards Notre-Dame reason again in her litter sitting in the van of them born as one judges by men in the roman costume escorted by wind music red nightcaps and the madness of the world and so straightway reason taking seat on the high altar of notre dame the requisite worship or quasi-worship is say the newspapers executed National Convention chanting, The Hymn to Liberty, Words by Chenier, Music by Gothèque. It is the first of the Feasts of Reason, first communion service of the new religion of Chormet. Sure the corresponding festival in the church of St. Dustache, says Mercier offered the spectacle of a great tavern. The interior of the choir represented a landscape decorated with cottages and bosquets of trees. Round the choir stood tables overloaded with bottles, with sausages, pork puddings, pastries, and other meats. The guests flowed in and out through all doors. Whosoever presented himself took part of the good things. Children of eight, girls as well as boys, put hand to plate in sign of liberty, They drank also of the bottles, and their prompt intoxication created laughter. Reason sat in Asia mantle, aloft in a serene manner, cannoneers pipe in mouth, serving her as acolytes. And out of doors, continues the exaggerative man, were mad multitudes dancing round the bonfire of chapel balustrades of priests and cannon stalls, and the dancers, I exaggerate nothing, the dancers, nigh bare of breeches, neck and breast naked, stockings down, went whirling and spinning like those dust vortexes, forerunners of tempest and destruction. At St. Gervais Church, again, there was a terrible smell of herrings, section or municipality having provided no food, no condiment, but left it to chance. Other mysteries, seemingly of a Kibiric or even Paphian character, we heave under the veil, which appropriately stretches itself along the pillars of the Isles, not to be lifted aside by the hand of history. But there is one thing we should like almost better to understand than any other. What reason herself thought of it all the while? What articulate words poor Mrs. Momoro, for example, uttered, when she had become ungoddessed again, and the bibliopolist and she sat quiet at home, at supper. For he was an earnest man, bookseller Momoro, and had notions of agrarian law. Mrs. Momoro, it is admitted, made one of the best goddesses of reason, though her teeth were a little defective. And now, if the reader will represent to himself that such visible adoration of reason went on all over the Republic, through these November and December weeks, till the church woodwork was burnt out and the business otherwise completed, he will feel sufficiently what an adoring Republic it was, and without reluctance quit this part of the subject. Such gifts of church spoil are chiefly the work of the Armee Revolutionnaire, raised, as we said, some time ago. It is an army with portable guillotine, commanded by playwright Ronsin in terrible mustachios, and even by some uncertain shadow of Asher Maillard, the old Bastille hero, leader of the meanest September man in grey. Clark Vincent of the war office, one of Pasha's old clerks, with a head heated by the ancient orators, had a main hand in the appointments, at least in the staff appointments. But of the marchings and retreatings of these six thousand, no Xenophon exists. Nothing but an inarticulate hum of cursing and sooty frenzy surviving dubious in the memory of ages. They scour the country round Paris, seeking prisoners raising requisitions, seeing that edicts are executed, that the farmers have thrashed sufficiently, lowering church bells or metallic virgins. Detachments shoot forth dim towards remote parts of France. Nay, new provincial revolutionary armies rise dim here and there, as carriers' company of Marat, as Tallien's Bordeaux troop, like sympathetic clouds in an atmosphere all-electric, Rancin, they say, admitted in candid moments that his troops were the elixir of the rascality of the earth. One sees them drawn up in marketplaces, travel-plashed, rough-bearded, in carmagnole complète. The first exploit is to prostrate what royal or ecclesiastical monument, crucifix or the like there may be, to plant a cannon at the steeple, fetch down the bell without climbing for it, bell and belfry together. This, however, it is said, depends somewhat on the size of the town. If the town contains much population, and these perhaps of a dubious choleric aspect, the revolutionary army will do its work gently, by ladder and wrench. Nay, perhaps will take its billet without work at all, and, refreshing itself with a little liquor and sleep, pass on to the next stage. Pipe in cheek, sabre on thigh, in carmignol complete. Such things have been, and may again be. Charles II sent out his highland host over the western Scotch Whigs. Jamaica planters got dogs from the Spanish Main to hunt their maroons with. France too is bescoured with a devil's pack, the baying of which, at this distance of half a century, still sounds in the mind's ear. End of Book Five, Chapter Four